Blog Talk Radio. I stroll through the pictures What I've left behind You once again I'm locked up in memories They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know Just what you've done Good evening, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR's SCAN radio show, Stop Child Abuse Now. This is radio show number 3192, and it will be archived. You can re-listen to it in the future. Uh, My name is Annie Morgis, and I'm one of your co-hosts tonight. We're here with Victoria Kelly and with Bill. Bill Wilson, the founder of, I'm sorry, I said the name wrong, Bill Murray, the founder (laughs) of NASCA. Sorry, Bill. Um, NASCA stands for National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. And I'm going to read their mission statement. We have a single purpose at NASCA, to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional trauma, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse. C-S-A. Presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. And two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention intervention and recovery and now i'm going to turn it over to another of our co-hosts victoria kelly go ahead victoria hello everybody glad you could all make it tonight and uh Jill. and uh so let's see tonight's special guest um is bill murray from los angeles which is our founder bill's recovery is 12-step based in spans some four decades. Sexually uh, abused by numerous clerics, all men between the age of 11 and midway through high school. Um, minor seminary. He was also the victim of prepubescent uh, pornography and even a two-week kidnapping. Bill was graced to have found Alcoholics Anonymous when he was 30 years old. 
The program not only helped him get clean and sober, but also gave him a place to give up his secrets and the tools by which he's recovered. He firmly believes one can use the step process to heal from child abuse and trauma and to find a way to, con- to live a comfortable life. In these episodes, we welcome the co-host, survivor professional. Sorry, that's my garden. <laughs> Their trauma-informed perspective as survivor professionals will help them guide discussions on the issues of child abuse, trauma, and healthy human sexuality that springs from questions and topics brought to you, brought to us by you, our listeners. Everyone's invited to engage on tonight's show. Uh, please visit the NASA.org website. That's N-A-A-S-C-A dot org for our many programs. Hello there, Bill. How are you doing? Let me turn on your Hello mic. Hello there. How are you, ladies? Hi. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we're uh, yeah. And I'm uh, looking at another of our panel members right now. Big. Oh, she's, she's back. Um. So anyway, welcome, and uh, um, you so that you come on once um, once in a while when we've got a, an extra week. Is that right? Yeah, when you have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Think we're honored to have. Of course it is. Um, I'm just no. a guy. <laughs> well, you you've. Uh, Got this organization up and running, and uh, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about the website and the organization, and then uh, also uh, maybe on the programs because uh, you've got a lot of a lot of information on that website. I, I'm impressed. So maybe you could start with that. Well, the truth of the matter is that the um, the website, uh, you know, the result of well, about 15 years worth of work. But it, it really was mostly set up in the first few years. It, it's chock full of things, uh, including uh, services and programs, and uh, you know, and uh, what do you call them? Facilities and uh, things to do. You know, there's a calendar there for every day of the year, for every, every place in the country, in the world. There's a, uh, a group listing for again every place in the world. Um, it's in English, but every meeting that, or group that we could find um, that's in there, uh, that's called services and programs and services. That's that's where you go to look for things that happen periodically, but on a regular basis, like once a month or once a week. And the other, the calendar is, is things that happen only once and uh, sporadically, like a, a workshop that might be repeated, but it doesn't happen every week or month. Uh, then we have many, many resources, and the uh, fact is that we have a place for people to offer their hand to uh, folks that are newer. If they want um, to, you know, to have somebody to talk to, call the contact list, oddly enough. <laughs> but you can call anybody on that contact list, and um, they will, you know, uh, they will answer your questions. They'll form friendships with you, so you won't feel alone, they'll explain things to you, and so forth. Um, there's just a lot to it. Uh, and, of course, the radio show has been going on for a number of years, too. It's now, where are we in the numbers? It's like 3,200 3, shows or something, 2,200 shows. 
it's a lot of shows. And and and, that, and the other thing I wanted to say when you were talking about it, I wanted to, I wanted to remember to say this. I'm not the only one that does this. There's a lot of people that do this and have done it through the years. So I don't I don't want anybody to think that this is Bill Murray alone. It's certainly not. In fact, we call ourselves the Nasca family because we want to feel like everyone who's here has something to contribute, and there are many opportunities to do it. We're all volunteers, for example, all of us. And uh, there's a lot to do. And so the volunteers, you know, that come forward and, and are, are willing to do uh, these things are really important to NASCA. Uh, we have a volunteer page there, for example, that will show you what kinds of things we have uh, to offer. But the point is that there are um, a lot of them. <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's a brief oversight of what we do. We also have a Zoom meeting. To mention that, I guess, three times a week. The, the radio show we're on now is five times a week, Monday to Friday. And the Zoom meeting is uh, more like a recovery meeting, recovery um, group, sort of. Uh, and it's on three times a week. And it's during the daytime, not at night, like this meeting is. So all this information is on the front page of the website, pretty much. But the website's set up so that if you, uh, if, if you click on the website, it will take you to um, it will take you to the right place and, and you know that you're asking for, but it, it don't do it on top of the page you're leaving. So that means that you can't get lost because when you close the page you're on, you're back to the page you came from. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to use. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I'd also like to mention that's uh, that's on there is um, you've got some uh, education for uh, parents and uh, people that are interested in uh, how to help kids talk to them about um, child abuse and, um, you know, appropriate touching and things like that. There's even a, a video on there, um, um, you know, directed for children with uh, um, comic characters, I want to say it. But um, anyway, I've referred a lot of parents to that because I've had a lot oh, yeah. of parents who have told me, that no I'm a survivor of abuse. And they say, you know, I don't I don't know how to talk to my kids. You know, when I was growing up, nobody talked to me. You know, and I would say that, uh, you know, watch it first and to kind of know what it's about. And then you sit down with your kids before you start to say, you know, if you have any questions, um, raise your hand and I'll stop the video and we can talk about it. Because um, a lot of times kids will watch those things and then, by the time the end of the video, they, they forget what their questions are. And so I suggested that, and uh, that's worked out really well for a lot of parents to come back to me and said they, you know, had a more conversation or conversation afterwards after watching that. And so there is much information on there, and especially for educators and people work with children, um, there is so much information. It's not just for adult survivors of child abuse. I guess that's something I wanted to point out. Well, it's because, you know, part of our mission statement says that we're here to educate. Uh, and, and it says educate the public. Now, the public can be, you know, folks that are, that are part of the recovery movement, but it can also just be our friends or our family or teacher or whoever it is that's interested in this topic. And uh, we, mm -hmm. we want to help them, too. So that's part of our mission. And, um, right. you know, we, we are really serious about wanting to help folks that, you know, may not understand. Of course they don't understand. We didn't understand until we got started. <laughs> uh, right. You know, right. 
how this works, how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, there's uh, a lot of falsehoods yeah. out there about it as well. A lot of what? Falsehoods about about child abuse that that oh, yeah. really states a lot of information very clearly and easy oh, to yeah. understand. Yeah. Well, and you know, I uh, it, it's 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 the thing is that this uh, organization does projects, as I said, that we don't ever get rid of stuff. So. For example, one year on a um, in, in April, I uh, decided I was going to do a project that would be uh, short videos that explain NASCA. And I ended up doing one every other day for the whole month. So there's 15 of them, and there's 15 topics. They're all different topics, and they're um, they're available on the website under videos. And then another year I did. Uh, sort of essays um, that that were about topics of of recovery, and um, and they were accompanied by a, a, a picture of some sort that I found on the internet, and that turned out to be a nice project, and that's still on the website. <laughs> so you know the, the the website grows not just from the radio show, but from ev- in, in every different way, uh, and you know we're pretty ha- happy with. Where, where it's come from and where it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So what would you like to start out with? You've got a lot of information and your story. and What would you like to talk about tonight? Uh, well, uh, actually, you had mentioned something uh, that, that sounded interesting, uh, mm-hmm. which was the – restate it again? Uh, about the uh, sure, the sure. I think yeah, um, you know. Uh, first of all, uh, I just want to congratulate anybody that, that survived because that's, that's such an accomplishment. Itself. And uh, yes. many of us have, you know, uh, decided that we were ready to, to deal with these issues, and uh, may have went, may have gone to therapy or twelve step group or um, life coach or something like that. You know, so um, a lot of us are well calling recovery. And uh, what I'm, what I was thinking about was, a lot of times when you're in recovery, you feel like, well, at least I felt like, um, you know, I'd be going along, and maybe a year into it, I kind of went, you know, I'm really not doing that well. You know, I'm depressed again, and not feeling good, and these thoughts are coming back, and this is really hard work, and you know, I don't feel like I've come very far. And uh, and I was mentioning something about, you know, sometimes you need somebody to remind you or, um, you know, maybe even looking back to where you did come from. And I was just wondering uh, what your opinions were on all that as far as, you know, if you felt that way, um, that, you know, um, kind of getting a down downward spiral, I call it going down a rabbit hole, <laughs> um, you know, with that, with that negative thinking about, you know, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm not recovering, I guess, is what kind of comes to mind when, when I think of how I would be in those places. Well, let me tell you, one of the things that we do that I think is wrong to do is we take our emotional temperature all the time, all the time. We're constantly, you know, uh, trying to figure out where we are right now. And, you know, right now is not the point. The point is that over time we change. We don't change right now. Uh, we we change, and it's really 
often not easy to see change unless it is over a period that compares, you know, a, long, a fairly long time to another fairly long time. So that's the one thing I would I would start with. And then I'm, I was I'm reminded, as you said that, of a guy I went to a I went to a international convention. AA has international conventions and. Uh, it was one for its 50th anniversary. Uh, it was held in Montreal. And I was able to go to it uh, in 1985 because AA was uh, was born in 1935. It was the 50th anniversary. And, you know, it was a fantastic experience. And I was only a tiny bit sober. I was a year sober. And I came, I came back after the uh, event and I was crossing back into the United States, and you know the the border guards always say, "Where are you going? And how long are you going to be there?" And stuff. And this one guy said said to me, uh, "You know, where were you, and how long are you going to be there? How long were you there?" And I told him mm -hmm. uh, I was at the Alcoholics Anonymous convention. And I'd been there for four days or so, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And he he said he said, "Wow, that's great! You went there." I said, "Yeah, I did it for myself because." It was a present because I was a year sober. And he says, a year sober? Wow. He said, that's great. Now you can stop counting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the point was, he was an alcoholic too. I don't know what his story is, but he understood this. <laughs> he, he told me to stop counting. <laughs> In other words, uh -huh. don't pay that kind of attention. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he was saying that after the first year, uh, you know, more or less. And his perspective was yeah. that we often, you know, do ourselves a disservice by, as I say, taking our emotional temperature, which means we're always trying to figure out where am I right now? You know, how crazy uh -huh. am I right now? How, how have yeah. I done right now? And you can't do that to yourself. You really would go right. crazy. So, yeah. Uh, but that's that's really the point of the topic is you can't. Uh, Expect yourself to progress if that's the way you're doing it, because you're constantly on edge. You're constantly, you know, uh, second guessing. You're constantly measuring yourself against everybody else, and that's simply not fair to you to yourself, uh, and it's not fair yeah. to others either. <laughs> so yeah. what we have to well, do I'm, is we I'm have in to recovery with alcohol and drugs, and I know. People, people yeah. get, I said, I'm in recovery with alcohol and drugs as well. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, there, I know there's a lot of people, you know, they get to a certain point, maybe 10 years, 20, 30, whatever. And, and they're yeah. kind of like, okay, I'm done with it. And uh, right. a lot of times they'll back out, you know. Right. So, um, you know, to not just like ignore that, you know. But there's also people that, you know, I've, I've been here this long and I can't learn anything more. You know, the, all the meetings are the same, I've heard. And, you know, before I go in the meeting, I was I was there just kind of a simple prayer. Um, you know, help me to go into this meeting and uh, uh, keep an open enough mind. Uh, help me learn one thing that will help me during the week until I get back to another meeting. And help me say something, one thing, you know, because you don't have to go and tell your whole story, but help me say one thing that might help one other person in the meeting. And that's... That's kind of what I hope every time I go into a meeting, that I learn something and I can share something. Exactly. And the point of recovery is to make progress, not to be, not to finish. You don't finish. 
know, it's not about being perfect. It's about being better over time, mm-hmm. as they say, than we than yeah. we were when we got here. It's right. not fair to yourself to do it, you know, minute to minute to minute or day to day to day. You can't do that. But you yeah. can, uh, you can say, you know, I'm a lot better now six months after I got here. You know, that 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 right. makes sense. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, you know, I can tell you that you that you're doing great. I can tell yeah. you that because you know, often yeah. it's your friends and the people that are around you that can really see you better than you do yourself. Exactly, so, um, and I think know. that's the reason why we have people come back on. You know, if anybody's listening and has been a guest on before, um, to come back on because um, I know that the first time I was on, completely different. <laughs> way to tell my story the one was the first time on, you know, and I've come back uh-huh. several times as a guest, you know, and I know uh-huh. you mentioned that once before as well. And uh, for us to, um, you know, I've got so many people that say, well, are you healed now? You know, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll be on this journey until I take my last breath <laughs> of recovery, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it looked at me like, man, that's a long time. <laughs> I really that, and I'll say, well, yeah, my whole life is about change and and having a better life and having better positive attitude, and you know, um, looking at um, a lot of ways that I was hurt and helping myself feel better and live a happy, joyous life. You know, I never thought I deserved that <laughs> ever, yeah. and and yeah. my opinion of myself has changed so much. That's right. Um, but I, you know, as far as this topic is concerned, it's not um, recommended. Let's say it's not recommended to pay close attention to every nuance of your recovery. <laughs> you know, you, you should you should pay attention, of course, because you want to know if you if you're doing better today than you were when you first got here, of course. And periodically, you know, you'll find out that you slipped back. People talk about, uh, you know. I'm not, I, I used to feel better than I do today. Well, that's called, you know, that's called taking three steps forward, or five steps forward and three back, uh, which we were talking about today. You said your sponsor at one time said, well, at least you're making progress. You know, you took two steps of progress, which is true. Yep. But we don't look at it that way. We look at uh-huh. the three steps we, quote, lost, unquote. And you don't really lose them. But you, you know, you may not be paying attention because, in my experience, you know, we, we're talking tonight, by the way, about the 12-step program because that's what I use to recover. It, it mm-hmm. covers this topic in the bio that I use for um, for the, the talk show. So I don't want people to, to think we're talking about, you know, alcohol and drugs strictly speaking. I actually use the same 12 steps to proceed to improve and get better and heal from my, the childhood trauma I'd experienced, which was really the reason behind my drinking and using drugs. You know, I hated myself. So I had to yeah. do something, and I used drugs and alcohol. But anyway, the point is that when I talk about these things, uh, three steps forward and two back, five steps forward and three back, it, it does remind me that, uh, and it should, it should occur to you, that at least he's moving forward. You know, at least he's moving, maybe not as fast as he'd, quote, like. But you know what? We're not really in charge of that. No. Our our, our higher power maybe is, but life goes on. 
after you get sober, life goes on. And all the same things that happened in your in your previous life, uh, you know, continue to happen. And you yes. have to deal with them. And it's just right. not, there's no panacea, there's no magic bullet, there's no, there's no way to have this, um, you know, this uh, sense of, you know, starting here, I'm never going to have to change. No, you will. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, my thing, too, is that, you know, a lot of times um, you get in that negativity and, and not see those nice steps forward, you know, um, just focusing on those those two steps backwards or how many times you went backwards instead of um, the positives and the risks you've taken. And, you know, those, those things are not easy, easy to take risks and uh, the change. You know, I can remember, uh, you know, writing down pages and pages and pages of all the things I wanted to change. And I'm like, I wanted to do all at once, you know, <laughs> like, let's yeah. get on this. And I start drinking, you know, that's my water and I got to start taking a bath every day. And I got to start, you know, and I just had all these lists of all these things that I felt I should do. And one of them was because I was comparing myself to other people, you know, and uh, that was, that was not good either. <laughs> That's right. At all. That's right. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, it's really not fair to either one, either to you or to the person you're comparing to. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. And, and sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and we don't know one sponsor told me, don't, don't compare your insides to everybody else's outsides because exactly. you don't know what's going on with them. And people struggle in many different ways. And that's right. also, that's one thing I like about NASCA is we don't compare oh, my story's worse than yours or yours is worse than mine. Um, you know, I tell people, let's look at our commonalities rather than the differences and to um, lift each other up rather than tear each other down. And uh, to see that's really important. Find people that are going to lift me up and the people that were tearing me down, I stopped being around them. Most of them uh, were family members and, and people that were, you know, I was using with and stuff that, that, when I stopped seeing those people and stopped having those people in my life, I was able to find healthier people, you know, people that were going to support me and lift me up. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, you know, I just, I just don't think it's, it's fair to, to do that comparison either against ourselves, ourselves alone or against other people around us. You know, we don't, we don't, I try not to do that, but that's not, I'm not a hundred percent successful all the time. For example, what this, this, the common statement that we all make is, you know, I thought I'd be further than I am now. We say that all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're in long-term recovery, uh, you know, and you're looking back over a long period of time, and it is for actually for you and me, both of us, um, and others out there. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's easy to get sort of, I'll call it disappointed, but uh, hey, you know, if we'd have continued in the path that we were on, we'd be really disappointed, or we'd be in the we'd be in the ground, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was playing the psych ward like every three months, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, you know, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. And uh, right. that in itself is a miracle. I was, you know, during on weekends every weekend. And uh, I'm not doing that anymore, you know. Right. I, I have to try. And, uh, 
the other thing is I was talking to a lady and, you know, I said how much sobriety I had. And then she says, well, this uh, sponsor I had had 30 years sober and uh, she went out and drank and uh, she re- we were really let down. All the people that, you know, um, that were, she was sponsoring, we were let down. And I said, well, did you ever think she had all that sobriety and nobody asked how she was doing or she needed any support? And and she really couldn't even grasp that idea because this woman had so much sobriety. But, you know, just because you have been in therapy or you have sobriety doesn't mean that. You know, I tell people, well, drinking, getting off drugs and alcohol was the easy part. Living on life terms, that was that's the hard part, you know. And I'm not saying it can't be done. But but it does take work. It does take commitment yeah, yeah. um, to it. All right. I just looked at the panel here. There's a, the three people we haven't spoken to yet, so I don't know which one you'd like to go to. Or maybe Annie's the one that's picking them. I don't know. Um, but she and Vivian and Philip are all here. Yes. And I, I, I would yeah. like to give me, each one of them a yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me get on because um, Annie, Annie, Annie's having some trouble hearing, so let me uh, – how about we go to Vivian first? Um, okay. Hello, Vivian. Um, would you love to uh, enjoy the conversation, or do you have any questions or comments? Yes. It's, you know, it, it's, a child, child abuse can be just extremely insidious. And I was listening to your comments and so forth, but, you know, um, times when it, it seems it's, it's just insurmountable to get past the basics. And, uh, you know, that it just, you know, I, I just, I've been doing this for many years, and um, it just seems like, you know, it, it, it's really not about, it doesn't really feel about, I mean, I don't even know what it feels like. It just feels like um, it just feels overwhelming. Would, would you explain what you mean by the basics? The basics you were talking about. I I don't even I don't even know. It just feels like new layers of new awarenesses okay. of how mm-hmm. insidious and damaging. It, it it is, it was, and how I continue have continued to replicate it in my life despite tremendous efforts on my part to overcome it, and then just to feel like I'm in a dumpster again. It doesn't matter how far I've come. If I'm feeling like I'm in a dumpster again, I'm feeling like I'm in a dumpster again, and that's where I am now after decades of work. And that's what I wanted to address is to not minimize how people are feeling. That's right. You know, um, some people, you know, we don't, I don't, I wouldn't know how to measure <laughs> how somebody feels. I don't even know how to measure how I feel. I just know I feel really bad or really good or whatever, <laughs> you know, but I, I, um, I can't, I can tell when I'm a little better today than I was tomorrow, that kind of feeling I, I can measure. But, uh, you know, this is something that we all have problem with, Vivian, and I, I certainly want to congratulate you for having found this group 
I don't recognize you. I don't know if you've been coming around before, but um, this is a fantastic group, and it's a it is a community. It's a family. We call ourselves the NASCA family uh, because we do support each other. And in the NASCA family, there are a lot of volunteers that do all the jobs, and uh, many of them are contact people or they're volunteers that put on the, their phone numbers on their website to help people, you know, have someone to speak to basically all the time. And I think that's one of the tricks. I don't know how close you were to other people in recovery, um, you know, or if you belong to groups or anything like that, but it, I think that a big part of the um, a big part of the solution in recovery is to that you're not alone, you know, and that you can talk, you can give up your secrets to these people that you trust, you know, your family, and this is you, you know your sober family, your healing family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tend to talk a little too much about uh, being clean and sober because that is how I recovered, but there's a ton of ways to recover. A lot of ways, mm-hmm. and um, they're all legitimate for NASCA. Doesn't matter if you go to a psychiatrist, psychologist, a sociologist, uh, a life coach, or a therapist. You know, it doesn't matter if you uh, believe in Reiki or you know, you can believe in anything you want. If it helps, we're we're going to support you in it. Uh, and you know, that includes some of the body work stuff that's going on around here, like um, like meditation and yoga and so forth, but also the tools that are, that are manufactured and used, like uh, animal therapy and art therapy, and, uh, you know, there's so many choices of how to, how to recover. And then, you know, even in our own group, there's uh, a variety of people who are recovering in different ways. So there is no structure that tells you at NASCA that you have to do this or you must do that. That's part of what we don't have. We say we would love to help you, and we understand these different paths, whatever they are, but um, we don't insist you do any particular one. Uh, I think that's more comfortable for for those of us who are, we're really tired of being told what to do, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think it's a lot better to be presented with some ideas and then say you choose, you know. <laughs> But, boy, I think we're tired of being told what to do. And it doesn't work. You know, I, I know this for about myself. You tell me what to do, I'm, dead. I'm, I'm probably going to do the opposite. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to say, Vivian, that, um, first of all, uh, um, you, you made a very wonderful speech tonight by calling in. And, uh, and then to be able to um, tell us where you're at right now. That's a big step, um, and to identify as a survivor and uh, that, that you are struggling right now. These are things that aren't easy for uh, survivors to do. Right. Um, you know, our knees weren't mad. Most of us, our knees weren't mad. And uh, um, it, for me, was, um, you know, I was told that, you know, it was wrong to ask for help, that I wouldn't, and if, even if I did, I wasn't going to get it you know, not in my family. And, you know, I don't have a choice about the family that I was born to. But I do have a choice if you want to become an ask family member. And like Bill said, you don't have to be alone. And I tell people, you never have to be alone again if you don't want to be. 
because NASCA is there. And like I said, there's numbers to call. My number's on the website. I'm Victoria Kelly. Um, I'm the Minnesota ambassador. But just because I'm in Minnesota doesn't mean that you can't call if you're not in Minnesota. Um, you could connect with other people. And I don't know if you were on earlier, but we also have a Zoom care support group. And a lot of people get um, a lot of help from um, just their peers because um, get to see people that have been through, you know, what you've been through. I don't know how long you've been in recovery. I started getting help at 21, and I'm 61 now, you know. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, I'm going to be recovering, and, and I realize how many layers there are too. And, and I, you know, constantly am seeing in my life, um, you know, new new insights in, you know, I'm ready to look at it more of a pain and to heal from it. So um, we're really glad that you're here and uh, that you're sharing. So thank you. You sure are. Um, and I think, you, I think you're going to get uh, maybe a comment or two from Annie and, and, and Philip, mm-hmm. too, who are here on the panel. We're not going to close your yep. mic because we, we want you to interact with us. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we don't want you to be a stranger. <laughs> so, right, you know. Okay, well, uh, when uh, Philip's mic here, um, Philip, how are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm doing good, I guess. Would What's you that? like to add to the discussion? This is Philip. No, no questions tonight. Okay. Okay, you can uh, unmute if you'd like. And again, like Bill said, we'll leave your mic open. And if you'd like to join in, you know, some of us just talk a lot. So, you know, just barge yourself right in here. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, if you'd like to make a comment, and we'll try to take some business. If anybody, Annie or you would like to jump in. Okay. Thanks for being on the panel. Annie, are you there? Are you saying Annie? Annie? Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm saying Annie. How you doing? I'm so sorry. Bill, you don't know, but I lost one of my two hearing aids, and so that's why Victoria is hosting for us tonight. I have to get a replacement one. I can't hear well. I see. But I I will comment. Good. Okay, I just want to say that 12-step recovery, that's how I began my recovery, and I worked a 12-step program for about 10 years and um, found it incredibly helpful. And I went to -to face-to-face meetings with other survivors of incest. The programs I went to were specifically incest, not sexual abuse in general. Um, yeah, and then after 10 years, I began to do other things, and I stopped doing a, a 12-step program, and that's, that's fine. I'm, sure. I think I'm doing fine. I think it totally healed me. Yeah. Well, that's I, great. I don't, think it, I don't think it totally healed me. I've gone back and back and back <laughs> over and over. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same tools. I'll tell you this way. The 12 steps are tools. Right, and they are um, offered to us as a, as 
an opportunity to use them to to heal in the way that you know was devised many years ago now but um you know and the, the tools themselves don't change but we do and how we use them does and um you know we're um i'm i'm trying to um i'm trying to proceed uh forward keep keep moving forward but i go back to the same tools you know i don't go i don't, don't go to other tools um and at this point i have a lot of experience and it'd be kind of dumb to get away from something that i know i know mm-hmm. something about uh so but i've used all kinds of things you know i've used uh biofeedback and i've used meditation and i've used you know, prayer certainly that's another path you know is ministry or prayer uh that's very good to to help you recover uh, a lot of people are you know are really pissed off at the religion that they were brought up with for example and they wouldn't dream of it but you know what sometimes it's not it's it's meant to be that uh that you can go back to a situation where you you know where you were immersed as a child and find that there's still something there you can use on occasion instead of again not being told you have to go every sunday you have to dress this way you have to do this and that no but your you know your a place for prayer is is often um a place like a, like a church you know mm-hmm. or a temple that's okay there's no reason mm-hmm. it can't be well um, i have i have a meditation area in my yard and uh-huh. um my my you know, this is how I explain fermentation. Um, you know, I I don't believe, for me, it's religion. It's spirituality, and I would say religion is for people afraid of going to hell. Spirituality is for people that have already been there. <laughs> That's how I define it. And uh, so, um, you know, whatever your higher power or, you know, whatever point of or whatever. So, for me, prayer is just asking for help. Meditation is listening for the answer. And for me, sometimes just sitting outside my meditation area and just quieting down myself and my thoughts and, you know, clearing my mind enough to listen. And I believe all the answers are within us. So I'm kind of asking myself, you know, these questions. And as I sit there and relax and maybe put a candle going or you know, look at my flowers that I've planted or whatever, um, or the way I arrange my chairs and, you know, the way I put the, the things in my little meditation area, um, you know, just to focus on something else, maybe the trees that are growing and, and thinking what a miracle that is, you know, from a little tiny yep. seed, you know, these dripping yep. trees, you know, and just, right. just to think, you know, I started my recovery with a tiny little seed. You know, and one of the things in the 12 steps says, practice these principles in all our affairs. So, you right. know, that's why, like you said, these are tools that you can use for any kind of recovery. I'm also a compulsive gambler. So, you know, I go back to first step. I am powerless over gambling. And my life has become unmanageable. How is my life unmanageable? I'm powerless over what happened to me as a child. How has my life become unmanageable? You know? And and replace the word, you know, because when I first got in there, the word was God, 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 and I've been religiously and spiritually abused, so I have a hard time with that. And and you know, so I I took that word God, and it became good orderly direction for me. 
you know, and so like Bill was saying, you know, these are just some tools. There's a lot of other tools. My therapist got me into journaling. I was afraid putting this down. I thought if anybody finds this stuff, they're going to for surely know I'm crazy because now I'm writing it. <laughs> I was hiding everything I wrote. And, and now, you know, people ask me if I would read my writings at, at different events and stuff, and it just it blows me away. I look back all the time I hit it, and it's like, oh, I hope nobody ever finds it. You know, and, and to be at the point where I'm like really blessed that I have an opportunity to share. So, you know, um, there, there is no uh, right or wrong way. And like Bill was said before, you know, just because you get suggestions doesn't mean that that's, you know, the only way we get to decide for ourselves. We, you know, we are kids. We didn't have a whole lot of choices. But, but as adults, we can remind ourselves, I'm not that child anymore. And I have choices. And I get to have choices. And that is right. You know, and I believe that we're, you know, spiritual beings living, you know, in a physical body, having, you know, this physical experience. But, um, you know, trying to relate to each other by, um, you know, what's in our hearts. And I hope that, you know, my my words or my caring for other people shows in even a small way, you know, by the things that I do. What happened? Did you did you drop? Did you fall over? <laughs> no, I didn't fall over. I'm pausing. She said something smart because I talk so much. I go, be, I promise. Well, I will pause so they jump in. Come in, anyone? <laughs> the water, the water is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Vivian or Philip, Annie, anyone? You wanna share or Bill? Well, I'm happy to respond to any topic or answer any question or, you know, explain anything, any tool or whatever. Um, and I think that's the job of the person who's the co-host on, on these Tuesdays and Thursdays. And anyway, I'm delighted uh, most of all with the fact that uh, Vivian's here because, as I said, I didn't, uh, I don't think I know Vivian from any other show. And I want to, you know, encourage folks to, to call in and over time, maybe not tonight, but, you know, if she came uh, three or four times, I, th- I, sh- I think Philip would say this, because he's not a long-term uh, member. You know, over a short period of time, if you come on the show a few times, you start to feel a little more comfortable and a little less scared, you know. <laughs> uh, nobody's going to hurt you. Nobody's going to throw you away. You know, we uh, want you to feel as comfortable as you can. We want you to also know you don't have to talk, but we would like to hear you talk. Right. And I'd like to thank Philip for coming on, and uh, Philip, come on a lot. And Philip, I really appreciate every time that you call in, because a lot of times there's um, our guests and the the two hosts, and uh, we love to have people call in. We're on scan number 3192. That means there's 3,192 shows and they're all archived and you can go on the blog talk radio and look up NASCA or you can go on the NASCA website and you can see all the shows that are listed and uh, you know just start playing them now some you might relate to or you may not be interested in and click on the next one you know so if you'd like to call in 
Um, the guest call-in number is 646-595-2118. And if you call in, um, you can uh, um, just wait on the line, and uh, Annie or Marcel will come on and, and get your name and get you on the panel. And like I said, this is five nights a week. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have um, survivors of child abuse that come on and tell their stories. And again, like Bill said, you know, we would love to have more people. And if you know anybody that's a survivor that would like to tell their story, please uh, have them contact me or Bill uh, or the next NASCO website or anybody else that's on the contact list. And then um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we usually have a survivor professional and somebody who is a survivor of child abuse um, who also um, has gone on um, and in some way is uh, helping other people. So uh, we have a lot of opportunities as well to be a volunteer. And you can volunteer in many different ways. And um, everybody in NASCA is important. Every person that, that even comes on the panel, joins a Facebook group, even reading, you know, going on there and reading some of the comments that people make or reading some of the posts that people put on there, um, that that's important. That is going to what's keep, keeping NASCA going is involvement. And so everybody that's on the panel tonight, I really appreciate it. Very much so, Vivian. And uh, like I, I said several times already, you know, meeting somebody new is very meaningful for me. And helping them yeah. feel comfortable is a big part of my job. So that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. I want to be an ambassador for you to come in here and take advantage of what you want and leave the rest. That's okay. <laughs> we um, yeah. we don't require anything at all, nothing, you know, mm-hmm. from a person. Uh, and if you if you know the twelve the twelve steps and the twelve traditions especially, you know that they um, they are all quote suggestions unquote and they are with us too. Uh, so it's a suggestion to get involved, but we hope you do because we know that you know involvement in one, in one way or another for all of us has meant a big, has made a big difference in our recoveries, our healing. We should stop saying recovery on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, the word recovery probably means uh, from drugs and alcohol and so forth, but healing is is what relates to trauma recovery. You know, right. heal from trauma, and that trauma can last a long time. I don't know if you heard me say this before, but, you know, it's not a quick fix. It takes some time, and, uh, and, it's, and it's, never, it's not something that's final. Once you get to a place, you can't hold on to it. <laughs> you have to keep going, and in the process of keeping going, you may realize, well, I moved, I moved a little bit backwards instead, but you can get right back. And uh, and nobody is holding uh, holding a flame under you, <laughs> like holding a mm-hmm. candle to you. <laughs> right, right. So, Vivian, have you been in recovery of some kind of group or whatever before? You have, right? Been for a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you address me, mm-hmm. Vivian? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I. 
I have, uh, I, I, you know, I have been in uh, ACA a long time ago before it was restructured. Right. I don't like sure. the restructure at all, so I'm no longer a part of it. Right. And um, I, um, I was in Alcoholics Anonymous, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I, you know, uh, I really, I, you know, I don't drink, but I don't. I mean, I go to a Zoom meeting one, once in a while. I started that in COVID, and then, uh, you know, it's kind of continued once in a while. I just tap in. And um, so I've had a lot of different uh, kinds of outside uh, therapy and recovery, uh, a number of the things that you've mentioned, uh-huh. and more, you know, um, and... You know, there's just, um, you know, it just, you know, I I think uh, I'm, I'm in another situation now that, uh, you know, I really never would have gotten into had it not been for all the abuse. It's just mm-hmm. a, a, abuse related. That's really all it is. And, mm-hmm. um uh, yeah, um, it, it was it really all, all it is. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you how you found NASCA. I was I'm curious how people have found the NASCA um, website or the NASCA groups or, or even this uh, um, Black Dark Radio show. Well, I, I saw it on BTR. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, um, because we do have um, we have a Facebook group. We have two Facebook groups actually. Um, one is closed and one is open, and the closed one is for survivors, and the open one is oh, for survivors too. But anyone else that's interested, and uh, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but we're on other uh, platforms of Bill Crowley that because I don't know, but um, but then we also have the support group three times a week. And uh, the whole NASCA website is nasca.org, and there's a lot of information on there. And, again, there's um, a whole bunch of contact members. Um, and the peer support group I'm talking to is a Zoom support group on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. And I actually run the one on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we have a couple other people that are hosts, and uh, that's something that's set up. And uh, you're welcome to come to any of those. And if people want to come to the Zoom meetings, I just want to tell you, again, just like this show, you don't have to talk. Um, just showing up, um, giving support to yourself and to other people. And uh, you can, don't have to put your picture, your face, but whatever um, you've got that you want to put up and whatever. You know, we've got some people that, you know, their, their name comes up as Motorola phone, you know, or something. You can put in anything you want, you know. So uh, we just hope that people, you know, use some of the resources that we have on NASCA because that's why we're there. And every one of us, you know, deserves to um, feel good about ourselves and, and, you know, to not be in pain. And it's so sad for me to hear um, right now you're struggling. If you were reaching out again, I want to remind you how powerful that is. Um, and to give yourself credit because uh, there are so many people that can't, 
do that. And it takes a lot of courage to reach out and, and tell people how you're doing. So thank you. And uh, jump in here because we like to keep the conversation going. I um, wanted to say that, um, you know, I, I my, you know, my, the best friends I've had over my life and a friend that I made in recovery, you know, she's my friend for, uh, I went into recovery in 1987 for alcohol. And, you know, I had a friend for 29 years and she died and a, best friend of from childhood or actually high school um died during covid and uh you know so i i'm not really you know you can't really you know replace people and you know i was married for a short time and my husband died i finally got married and uh well, he was a piece of work, but, you know, um, <laughs> really loved him, and he has some extraordinary qualities, and he did help me to see a lot of things. And uh, then he he suddenly died, mm, and uh, I'm not trusting a lot of people right now, and most of my, um, my, my friends um, have a, a, a few friends, on the periphery, very, very few. Uh, one I consider a very true friend. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, if I really needed him and needed to call on him for something, he would be there for me. I know that. But you That's know, fine. I'm I'm pretty uh, isolated right now. But I just feel like I want to be because then, uh, you know, it's uh, every time I reach out and make a new friendship, it just doesn't work out. You know, people start saying weird things to me, interpreting what I do really strangely. It just seems to replicate my family. Uh, One friendship, I spoke up about something and she said I was arguing like I'm not allowed to view my opinion without it being right. called an argument. So yes. I saw her uh, pronouncing herself as the one with the upper hand and control and any, you know, uh, dissension, so to speak, was, was considered an argument. So that that was unhealthy because it it rendered me powerless and right. it also minimized me and trivialized me. So it, it just seems to be that you know, and uh, the the position I'm in right now, uh, financially and socially and emotionally and mentally, it you know is really a result of of abuse. Right. And I have done a lot of things to overcome it, and I have at times had you know fairly decent and long stretches to overcome it, but then to wind up where I am now with this situation and, uh, you know, and, and getting greater awareness that this is a result of abuse. Right. Uh, it's just, um, 
I sometimes it just feels uh, I I feel like I I feel like I have a lot of grief and it's intermixed with anger, but I also feel like the the grief from these levels that were subliminal before I didn't see them, I wasn't aware of them. I feel like they now have a chance to be released, and mm-hmm. I feel like I just want to stand back from a lot of things, and I really am not very trusting. Um, I might seem like I am, maybe, I don't know, but I'm not, and I, I don't really feel very brave or anything else, but, but I appreciate the, the comments, but I just feel like I'm more of a, feel like I'm more of an observer in life than a participant. I just don't feel capable of participating, and I also don't want to keep replicating what I replicated before, and I I may be going through something where the grief that was inside me and some of the patterns that uh, expressed themselves because of that grief or vibration that was inside of me operating subliminally is now having a chance to be released. So I feel like I just want to go through this process and just... um, let it be, and I'm very thankful. I was looking online while some of you were uh, uh, talking and saw some of the resources and felt elated about the, seems like a vast list of resourcefulness, and so I'll really be uh, availing myself to looking at it more closely later and um mm-hmm. And you and you know, uh, uh, checking out the opportunities that are provided there. I want to thank mm-hmm. you very much for your volunteer service. I yeah. think uh, recognizing recognizing where you're at, you know, and, and that you want to move forward is a big step. And I know for me, trust was a very big, big thing. Um, you know, as adult survivors of child abuse, I think that. Trust is uh, one of the biggest things because, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, if family members or close person in the family that um, the abuse came from, and uh, these are the people we shouldn't have been able to trust. They should have protected us. Um, they should have loved us and cared for us and nurtured us. And when those things don't happen, um, it's like you got to learn all those things all over. And like I had one of my Workers say to me, if nobody ever taught you, what do you expect yourself to know? And I think that it's really good that you recognize that you felt like, you know, the person was belittling you or, or telling you, you know, that you are going to want to have your own opinion and that you ended the relationship. That's really taking care of yourself. You know, and I hope that you can connect with some of us that, that will let you or not let you do value that we all have different opinions for all different people. You know, we've all had different experiences and uh, let's, let's join together. Like I said earlier, look at our, you know, our commonality rather than differences. What do you got to say, Bill? <laughs> you have any comments? Who are you, who are you asking, Victoria? Well, I, I'm, I'm asking you, Bill. To... I, I just wanted to comment on what you said, and it, yeah. I appreciate the commonalities versus the, the 
you know, what's not similar, but it's also, um, you know, anyway, I'm not sure if you were addressing what I was saying or not, but I meant to speak specifically about abuse in a relationship and not differences. No, that that's very important. Um, identifying, um, when we, when we are being abused, um, for me, it, it, it's like I, you know, uh, later on started identifying with what was abuse and what wasn't abuse and, uh, um, reminding myself that I had choices that I didn't have when I was a child. And, uh, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, but I'm really grateful and proud of you for reaching out and, and looking up resources and, checking out the website and a lot of times it is a lot of stuff that we have to do on our own. You know, um, I used to want somebody to come and rescue me until I realized I had to rescue myself. And, uh, you know, that might sound kind of, kind of cold when I tell people that, but just the fact that you're willing to go on there and, and look at some of the things is really, really valuable. I think, I mean, it really shows that, um, you're willing that's great. Thank you, Victoria. And I'm sorry that you're going through what you are. I really, really am. I wish I could take your pain away and take your situation away. Unfortunately, I can't. But I can be here for support. My, like I said, my number is under the website, under the ambassadors. I'm in Minnesota. Okay, that's important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I believe uh, Annie's in California, and I'm in California, and Carol's in Minnesota. All of us are on the website, and there's a lot of people there. You can consider that an additional contact <laughs> group because you won't you won't find people who are not willing to share, not willing to you know befriend you and so forth. So, and I don't I don't think you should feel uh, afraid of it. I I understand that feeling, of course, but. I just want to tell you that these people have been there a while and they know what they're talking about. So they shouldn't take advantage of anybody. I never do, of course. Uh, but it's, you know, it's up to you who you decide that you want to befriend or not befriend. And we won't stand in your way of any of it. Uh, this is how the group has been set up so that the person in recovery has all the choices. And the person who is, uh, you know, the volunteer that's work, working things um, presents the choices, perhaps, but doesn't make you do anything. We don't, we're not, because you know what? I was um, looking for something that I could use for my recovery a long time ago now, <laughs> but um, I couldn't find anything, nothing. That I mean, I had been dealing with Alcoholics Anonymous for a long time, but 25 years into my dealing with Alcoholics Anonymous, I could not find a, a, a healing group, a recovery group for child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I tried, you know, they went away. Well, now, now it's possible. There are more groups. But when I started this one, uh, it was 20, that was about 15 years ago, I guess. Is that right? I think. <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. um, but when, I, when I started building the website and when I started building the programs and so forth, what I did was I eliminated anything that had bugged me about some of the groups that I had met. Like uh, I didn't want 
a lot of rules, you know, in in the group, <laughs> and a lot of them had rules. And uh-huh. I know there were a lot of people who couldn't afford stuff like this, so this is totally free, because I didn't want, you know, uh, people to be feel that there uh, there's a bar between them and healing for for the sake of a few dollars, so it doesn't cost a thing, none of it. Uh, I had a problem with, um, again. You know, anything that was assigned to me, I didn't like. Anything I was told to do, I didn't like. <laughs> so there's none of that in here in, in NASCA. There's a lot to do, and um, there's a lot of uh, lot of opportunities, too. By the way, I like the fact that you said you were a, per- a service-type person, because this is just me speaking personally. But I believe, you know, that is a big part of recovery is to is to be a service to people and to or to groups or whatever. You you learn an awful lot about yourself when you're a service to the group or to somebody in particular, a lot. And and you get out of yourself. In other words, you it's a less selfish you know life to be into somebody else and not yourself all the time. So I I really I'm glad you said that. I was thinking of that when you. As soon as you said it, I started thinking about it. You know, being a person who's of service, that's a, that's a leg up, a big leg up, you know. Um, yeah, I also want to add something, too. Um, I went to some success support groups and um, day treatment and different programs and stuff, and they required you to show up every week from a certain time to a certain time. And the NASCA support groups and the NASCA um, you know, flag tech radio show or Zoom meetings or, you know, um, Facebook groups or whatever, it, it's when it fits in, when you need it, when you want it, when you um, want to go there. You know, like Bill said, we have choices, you know, um, about our healing. And uh, um, we're available. And that's the whole thing, you know. Um, I have um, uh, some government workers and stuff like that. You know, and so I can only call that between um, 9 and 5, you know. If I had an emergency <laughs> after 5 o'clock, hopefully till 9 o'clock the next day or 8 o'clock, you know, I'm stuck. But with NASCA, um, because it's people that a lot of people are up late at night, like I'm up late at night, you know, and there's other people, too, that are. Um, so we, we do. And also, you know, on that list, it's. You reach someone that doesn't feel like you click, um, go to the next person. Well, if you've been uh, um, in welfare programs, you know sometimes you get these that are call lists. And well, I tell people if on those call lists, if you click, click with somebody, just go on to the next person. And sometimes when I'm feeling really alone, I go, I bet there's somebody else out there that feels alone. Maybe I'll give them a call, kind of like what Bill said, you know. Um, helping somebody else out. So I think, well, maybe if I call somebody, it may, you know, it might help them just by calling them. And I've had many people that said, boy, I'm so glad you called me. You know, I was feeling pretty lonely or I haven't heard from anybody in a while or I haven't heard from you in a while. And uh, so, so it's, you know, I think it's very funny. We don't have rules. So it's completely up to the the new person, and we'll help you, of course, every step of the way if you want, if you ask for it. But there are no rules, and no, there's nothing that anybody gets uh, forced into. 
and it's it's wide open here. Um, and I don't know what, what state are you in, Vivian? What part of the country? I'm in Florida. Okay. Well, I used to live in Florida until just a little while ago. Now I've moved back to California. But there are a lot of groups in Florida. Uh, I was in southeast Florida near, uh, well, I was in Pompano Beach, which is north of Fort Lauderdale. Are oh, you on the Atlantic side? Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the Gulf lot, side. Though. Yeah. Good. There's Good. a lot Good on both know. sides. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, now we have this thing we call the services and um, services and what's it called? <laughs> Groups and services tool. Um, and it, it lists all the meetings in every state and actually every country around the world that are held in English, at least everyone we can find. And it's an interactive list so that when people find something that's not on the list, they can write into us. And uh, Carolyn, who ma- masters this, uh, who maintains this list, you know, adds them on. And so it's a living list, and it's pretty accurate. Um, I hated that when I went to a group and found, you know, there was virtually no coordination between the group and the meeting, and there were lots of meetings that just didn't exist anymore. Anyhow, um, this is there's there's a bunch of programs that are under uh, the the red bar that runs across near the top of uh, one quarter of the way down the page, perhaps. Um, when you hover your mouse over these red these red blocks. You know, many things drop down. And under the first one, it's called NASCA programs. That's where you'll find, you'll find a the, the global recovery groups, we call it, I guess, and also the calendar of events. Well, the global recovery groups list, as they say, every state alphabetically. And when you open the state, every town in the state alphabetically. It's a big list for a state like Florida. <laughs> so okay, we, wonderful. You know, I would check it out because we, we we're trying to do all the work, <laughs> or a lot of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it is wonderful. You know, it's kind of a breath of fresh air because, man, I I tried all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried. Uh, it was there was no acknowledgement that little boys could have been abused at one point, right? So I went to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who didn't know what to do with me my parents, <laughs> um, and they left me alone, frankly. And then later I I went to things like Planned Parenthood. They kicked me out. You know, I went to a rape hotline. They kicked me out. You know, uh, I tried to do um, all kinds of stuff. I went to the Catholic Church a couple of times, different churches. They didn't know what to do with me. They kicked me. No, they didn't kick me out, but they just didn't offer anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm anxious to have uh, an organization like this you know, be uh, all about offering help and services, real services to the newcomer because it took me a long time to, to, to even put together something like uh, like a path to healing, not recovery. I was in recovery, like I said, you know, 25 years, but I but a path to healing. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and it and it's and it's working. And I just used since I couldn't find anything else, I used what I knew, you know, because I, I, I was yeah. Well, I was aware that people used the twelve steps for like like uh, uh, she said like she said before um, gambling, right? 
Victoria, yeah. you had that one. Other people, ACA, right? Other people, Cocaine Anonymous. Other people. I mean, I knew about all these other. I said, well, why can't there be a a group that's you know for like childhood recovery around the twelve steps? If it works for everything else, it'll work for that, and it does. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but it's not required to follow that. The group follows it, but the individuals can follow any kind of recovery or healing they want. So. Uh, but the group follows the 12 traditions, not the 12 steps, uh, because we don't want people to have an ex- we don't want to have an expectation for people to uh, shape their recovery according to the steps. But we want to shape the organization according to the traditions, which I feel is one of the best things that ever came out of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it does guide uh, in a spiritual, you know, principal way how we do what we do. So we've rewritten the 12 traditions, uh, and that's under one of the blocks, too, one of the last blocks. Uh, and um, it's, uh, you know, it's the same 12 steps with just with NASCA or or uh, trauma, the word trauma or child abuse. In, in so, yeah, you're going to be fascinated by this, and please do get involved. We're, we welcome you. You know, you. everybody, everybody you run into, you just mentioned that you're, they're going to be welcoming you. You know. Um, Thank so. you, Alma. Thank you so much. It's uh, and and thanks for uh, talking about uh, the development of this too, of this group that you started right. it with what you knew from the other programs and. And outside, and and uh, what you liked and what you didn't, and put it together. And look, are, um, are you familiar, Vivian? Are you familiar with the Serenity Prayer? Yes. Okay. Well, NASCA has a Serenity Prayer that we say at the end of the NASCA meeting, and I'd like to read that. I try to read it on every Black Talk Radio show. It's please grant me the serenity to stop beating myself up for not doing things perfectly the courage to forgive myself because I always try my best, and the wisdom to know that I am a good person with a kind heart. And uh, I try to say that on every every show because to me that is so important. I think it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it helped me a lot. It's helping me a lot. Yeah. Well, sometimes these small you know, perceptive changes mean a great deal. They mean a great deal. Again, I I found it very difficult to be told what to do, any anything really. Um, and so I would tend to rebel and do the other thing, whatever it was, the opposite thing, you know. Uh, today I don't do that as much, but I know that if I do it, so do other people. If I did it as a younger person, as a newcomer, I'm sure – you know, I'm doing this based on not how I feel today, but how I felt when I was new. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's still the same. But I assume that, and this is an assumption, I assume that new new people have, you know, kind of the same broken antennas and stuff. You know, <laughs> we don't feel, we you know, that we have a, a lot of similarities. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that NASCA knows is that our... Our uh, problems are so similar. That's what holds us together. You know, there are um, 
there are reasons that we uh, we continue having problems. We go back into our trauma, and you know, it's it's it's, it's I assume, I, and it is an assumption, that the things that I have that bothered me are going to be at least a big group of people are going to be bothered by it too. But again, mm-hmm. you don't have to follow any of it. So I wanted to make it, uh, you know, that at least that comfortable. <laughs> Yeah. I also want to say one other difference, too, that I found is, like, I've worked with a battered women's shelter, sexual assault program, um, that was run by a lot of professionals. And when I first started working with uh, the Better Women's Sexual Assault uh, program in 1985 and went to their conferences, they're completely different now. There's a lot of survivors that are, that are part of the panels, things like that. But at the time, it was professional that were observing better women in sexual assault and telling their stories and telling their interpretation of what these people were going through. And NASCA, it's run by adult survivors of child abuse. And there is a big difference in, in the way that brings about healing um, to not be told in, in uh, researched and looked at and magnified. There's a lot of organizations that I can't belong to because it is not run by the people that are going through these things and going through these issues. We we do have some, uh, strictly speaking, professionals in here, but we don't have them in here unless they have a good understanding of the survivor, you know, of, of the person mm-hmm. who's trying to, to recover. Right. Because uh, the major- the vast majority of our membership are people in recovery, and they uh, they really know how each other feel, how each other run, and so forth. And uh, you know, you, you can't you can't learn that out of a book or out of a lecture. You know, right? Uh, so you have to learn that from. Well, you don't have to, but better to learn that through experience. Unfortunately, but fortunately, we have a lot of people who learn it through experience in here and you know, are doing pretty well now. And uh, they're all willing to give it away because somebody gave it to them. Just that simple. Right. You know. That's right. So, well, I yeah. try to give people what I was given and then also what I wasn't given. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind That's of my right. philosophy. Yeah. That's right. Good. So we have about uh, well, seven, six minutes, let's say, and I would like to answer any questions that anybody had to finish this mm-hmm. off. I'm supposed to be the, the co-host tonight, so <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll answer a couple of questions maybe if I can to end the show with. Is, is there anything anybody would like to bring up? That's okay. Um, Annie, are you with us? She's muted. Annie? I don't know. Oh, okay. She might have stepped away. Um, yeah, so would you like to would you like to uh, spend the last six one minutes left? Uh, anything else that you want to fit in there, Bill? Um, uh, let me let me let me talk about a thing that's a little uncomfortable to talk about, frankly. But through the pandemic. Uh, the COVID pandemic, we've had a lot of people fall away from recovery. Now, I hope that they are not doing so by, you know, losing their 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 serenity and so forth. 
uh, or doing bad things. But, you know, I know how easy it is to slip back into bad behavior. And when I see a lot of people fall away, it's so bit alarming. I'm hoping that they're going to come back, but if they don't, uh, it, it can only be because either we're not doing what they want, they don't believe, or they're, um, you know, they're in so much pain that they fell away during COVID. And, that, you know, it, it's embarrassing to come back, isn't it? You know, it's hard to come back. Uh, and if they're, if they're going to other groups instead, God bless them. That's fine. You know, I just don't want them to drift too far away from their sober friends and their recovering friends, their healing journey friends. Because, uh, you know, we, I believe we need each other. You know, I, right. I could not imagine having done either my sobriety or my recovery in child abuse and the trauma of child abuse alone. Couldn't. Couldn't. Took, I think it took everybody who ever, you know, touched me to be a part of how I've been healing all along. And that's a lot of people. I mean, there are so many people, many, many of them I will never remember. Never. I'll never know their name. I'll never know it. And they didn't care. They just wanted to help a newcomer when I was a newcomer or or myself when I was struggling in in recovery. And, you know, that's all they wanted, the opportunity to help me. Well, I try to do that the same way with other people too. And this is why, you know, I'm one of those people, as are the other two or three here, who, you know, do answer the phone. And you know, and and talk about this their own recovery and suggest things to anybody who calls and so forth. But again, as you see, I'm saying suggest it, not cram it down their throat. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I, I just don't believe that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, we do uh, we do have people that do come back and and they say, boy, I really missed you guys, or you know, I don't I don't know why I went away, but you know. I just, I feel like coming back on the radio and, uh, boy, I'm really glad I came back. So, you know, we want to, like you said, it's kind of hard to come, you know, and say, hey, I went away for a while, but you know what? It's okay. You know, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, realize at some point, geez, you know, that was some good support. Um, I'd like to come back. And we welcome you with open arms. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that, uh, pandemic was kind of weird for all of us. We used to have meetings with each other that we don't have anymore. And I understand that dynamic, you know, because people were encouraged to to separate from each other and wear masks and so forth and to not get together, uh, at least for the middle two years. And that's what we started doing. We had that, we had a live meeting in the place that I lived in, in Florida, actually, which was uh, once a week. And it was starting to, to get built up when the pandemic came along and then I couldn't do it in my house anymore. People wouldn't come, you know? So uh, we put the notice about the meeting on um, meetup, the, the software meetup and people, if they, if they were on meetup, they might find it. And if they did, they were invited to my house. Well, that was, that did, that did pretty well for a little while. And then when the pandemic came along, uh, we couldn't do it in the, in my house anymore. And that's when we started the Zoom meeting that we're talking about, and uh, which the information about the Zoom meetings on the front page of the website too, as, as are most things. <laughs> um, and you know, the Zoom meeting took off. Uh, a lot of people from many other places, of course, 
became involved because you didn't have to be close by. You'd be anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the Zoom meeting, it was a different dynamic, but the same, the same format and the same tools. And it was great for a long time. Now, it's uh-huh. suffering a little, right? It's suffering just mm-hmm. a little because it, it, it had a, a downturn in the numbers. But I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm uh, faith, I, I have a lot of faith that, like you say, uh, Victoria, people who, who don't do it anymore, they miss it. And mm-hmm. we're here to let them back. We want them back. So right. let that be the message that we carry. I think that uh, COVID um, also made us uh, think outside the box, you know, to, uh-huh. to do uh-huh. Zoom meetings. A lot of, there's a lot more, just like there's a lot more um, organizations online that deal with child abuse, there's a lot more ways to be involved um, in the, like the Facebook groups and uh, calling people and uh, Zoom and things that, um, you know, people didn't have before. And as we progress, you know, we, we don't know what's in the future because we never, you know, we never thought that, you know, we'd be having a doctor appointment over the computer, you know. I mean, so I think it has forced a lot of people to think outside the lines, um, outside the box, and, uh, you know, create uh, resources. Carol, we only, Victoria, uh, we only have, uh, half mm-hmm. a minute or so. Let me go for the meeting or the music. Um, oh, yeah. So thank you all for coming on again. And, and I want to uh, thank everyone. Vivian, look up our phone numbers and give us a call if you'd like. We would love yep. to hear from you. Right? Exactly. My name is Bill, oh, Bill Murray, you. just like the actor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone. All right, here we go. Good night, Dallin. Thank you very much. Another tomorrow, cause that's gone away.